welcome to the premiere episode of The Final Mix. This is a podcast going in-depth into classic albums, track by track. Uh, and I know there are uh, several podcasts with the same concept. There is actually a podcast called Track by Track. And... Um, I actually had the idea for this podcast before that I knew that that podcast existed. I didn't know there was really anybody doing this kind of thing. So I want to clear the air right off the bat and just say that uh, the idea that I had for this podcast was independent of that podcast and a lot of others. But I hope that we can share the space and we can coexist. Uh, and uh, hopefully the listeners of this show will go and discover that show because those guys are great. They're in the UK. They do a lot of pop albums. I'm going to do a lot of uh, different types of albums as well. So I think there's room for everybody and hopefully they're not too upset with me for uh, stealing their idea, even though um, I didn't really steal it. It's just uh, the way it happened. So right off the bat, who am I? My name is Jeremy Boyd, and I uh, had a podcast, well, a YouTube channel for years uh, where I would review new albums that came out. The, the podcast, or the, I keep saying podcast, the YouTube channel was called Polyphonic Press, and I did it with my friend John Van Dyke, and I'm going to bring him on this show as well, The Odd Time, and we're going to discuss some albums, but um, I sort of uh, felt burnt out by the process of reviewing new albums that came out from artists that I didn't really know or didn't really know much about. And I didn't want the pressure of having to do something every week. Uh, this is a little bit different. This is a little more relaxed. This is more like a, a listening party. And I will be doing uh, classic albums from uh, bands that I've never heard of. But it will be more like discovering old music. Um, so how how exactly is this going to work? How this is going to work is um, there's this book called 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. I'm sure you've heard of it. The I uh, so I what I what I've done is I've created I'm a web developer so I've created a little bit of a program where it has a list of all the albums that are in that book. And what I've done is I've had the interface laid out. And uh, you press a button and it picks a random album from that list of the 1001 albums. I've actually added a few albums of, of my favorites, but the at the beginning of each episode, I won't know what album I'm going to listen to. And hopefully it's on Spotify because I have Spotify and that's how I'm going to be able to listen to these albums. Um and so I'm going to hit the button and whatever album comes up, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to discuss it track by track. And uh, that's how this show is going to go. So let's press the button now. You already know what album I'm going to uh, be listening to based on the title of this episode. But let's uh, jump in right now and see what album I'm going to be listening to that you already know about. Okay, so this week I'm going to be listening to The Color of Spring by the band Talk Talk. So the, uh, let me just look this up because I don't really know much about Talk Talk. I've heard the, the, the name of the band before, but I've never heard uh, any of their music. I don't really know anything about them. So uh, fans of this band are going, uh, you know, beating their head against the wall. But you know what? It's never too late to discover new music. That's my philosophy. And uh, I think it's, uh, hopefully this is a good band. Um, <laughs> you know. 
So the color of spring looks like is so they're a UK band, um, sort of art rock, new wave, post wave. So I guess they're kind of like a, a new wave band from the eighties, sort of synth pop. Uh, not f- too familiar with uh, British music, to be honest. Um, I, th- I think maybe they weren't as popular in North America as they are in the UK. I'm in Canada, so um, I've heard the name definitely before, but I've never heard them. So I guess this is a good place to start. Um, so uh, if, I want to see if there's any more information on the album the color of spring so um okay so this is like a departure kind of album um that's interesting so i wonder if uh if this is representative of their sound or if this is like a new thing like if or is this like is this is this album an outlier in their career or is this like there's there's like before the color of spring and after the color of spring, you know, kind of like the Beatles where it's like before Sergeant Pepper, after Sergeant Pepper. Um, I don't know, but uh, I'm curious. So let's kick things off. The first song is "Happiness Is Easy." So, so let's take a look at let's take a listen to uh, to that one. Okay, so that was an interesting song. Uh, definitely not what I was expecting uh, from a, a new wave synth pop band. I wasn't expe- expecting something quite as uh, close to progressive rock, to be honest. It felt it had a lot of Pink Floyd kind of uh, sounds to it. There was also some psychedelic influences as well. As well, there it felt. It, when I saw the the year this album came out, was which was 1986, I was a little uh, skeptical, I guess, because I'm not a huge fan of uh, 80s music, I'll be honest with you. So uh, when I s- saw that this was in 1986, I wasn't quite as keen on listening to this album. Um, but I, you know, I'm willing to listen to anything and just give feedback. I liked this song though. I liked the textures in the song. I liked the string section and I liked the, uh, sort of hypnotic, uh, rhythm It's almost a Latin sort of rhythm. And I like the string section. I like the children's choir. And I think this is not, it's not easy listening, but it's, uh, it's easy to listen to. It's, it's easy on the ears. It's not something that you put on, you know, uh, for a Saturday night, you know, party. It's definitely not a party kind of, uh, song. This is, uh, sort of, uh, I always compare the two as like, is this a, a Saturday night song or a Sunday morning song? And this is definitely a Sunday morning song. It's definitely a little more, um, uh, a little more uh, laid back, a little more uh, easy, a little slower, a little relaxing. It's a it's a relaxing kind of song, and the the title Hip, "Happiness Is Easy." It's sort of um, it's a positive message, I think, and it's a positive song. It's definitely something that um, it, I don't know what the song is about. I could be totally wrong, but it's it's a, a it's a song that I think conveys a message of. Uh, 
happy happiness is easy if you know how to get it and i think maybe what they're talking about is uh something uh, like a spiritual experience not necessarily a religious experience but a spiritual experience through maybe meditation or something like that um happiness is easy uh I, i'm gonna have to sit with that one but i really like the song and i like the production who uh, i'm curious who produced this album Produced by the Free Screen. I'm not sure who that is. Never heard of it. Is it an English producer? He worked with the man Talk Talk. William Free Screen. Okay, so he's a uh, producer. He's mostly known for producing their music. Um, but I would put a, honestly put him on the level of like Brian Eno or Dan, Daniel Lanois. Some of the U2 stuff uh, definitely uh, has that sort of um, interesting kind of uh, texture to it. I like the production. It doesn't sound like a rock and roll band, but I, I, I like that. I like that it's a band taking a chance. I, I'm, I want to go back and listen to their early stuff and compare, compare, compare it to this album. Uh, but it, it's, it's um, definitely doesn't sound like a band. It's, this is like, like I always, I, I'm a huge Beatles fan, Beatles fan so I'm going to compare everything to the Beatles here. But uh, it's kind of like the difference between uh, Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper. Rubber Soul, I feel like, is a band in a studio. Sgt. Pepper is more like a studio production. And I feel like this is more like a studio production. So I'm curious to hear what the rest of the album is. So uh, the second track is called I Don't Believe in You which is uh, uh, kind of a contrast to the first song. It's a sort of a negative thing. I'm, I'm sensing a, a bit of a, a bit of tension in this album. I'm, I'm wondering what the overall narrative is, but I'm interested to hear the second track. So here it is. Here is I Don't Believe in You. I don't believe in you. Um, I really like this song. I think this might be my favorite song so far. I know I've only heard two songs, but I think I like this song better than the first one. Not that I didn't like the first one, but I really felt like a, a connection to this song. To me, this song, um, I don't know. It, I, I guess it's a little more upbeat, even though the, the lyrics aren't very upbeat at all and i like that contrast i like the fact that um that that's a very common thing in in pop music to have uh very uh somber down lyrics and the the music to be very uplifting and upbeat that's a very common uh technique and it's sort of counterpoint and it's 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 a cool thing to do and i like it um i liked this uh song the the one thing that I like this uh, about this song is in the guitar solo, uh, the 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 music stops very abruptly and it changes and there's this wailing guitar solo and it's awesome it's it's great, and um, I love that I love the fact that they they stop and it's like okay now here's the guitar solo like pay attention we're gonna highlight this section because we want you to hear this. I love that. I love when I, I, I just, 
I, I, I sometimes there's all, a lot of the time there's a smooth transition to the guitar solo and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't this is a very abrupt transition to the guitar solo saying okay listener here pay attention this is what's going on this is the, the guitar solo you need to listen to this right now I love that I, I love that um, and the chorus is uh sort of this repeating things like i don't believe you i don't believe in you i'm i'm not sure I'm, i think he's saying i don't believe you but the title is i don't believe in you so this song uh second track uh very good song um i'm ex this this song has gotten me excited to hear the rest of the record so uh let's get into the third track which is uh the song life's what you make it a very very true statement um okay let's get into it Okay, I really like the long fade out at the end. That was cool. I like it when uh, songs fade out, have a long fade out. Because um, I often find that when songs are ending, that's really when the good bit is. When the band, if it's a live band or a live recording or like live in the studio, the band is just kind of jamming. Uh, that tends to be when uh, the, the the band is really getting going and when, when the, the, the my favorite part comes up. And I want to hear the rest of the song i want to hear the rest of the jam at the end but it seems like that's when the song abruptly ends so i like the fact that they faded out uh very slowly and just kind of let the song breathe a little bit uh and just let the the chorus the hypnotic chorus kind of fade away and eases you out of the song rather than ending very abruptly um this song is a little more funky uh, i really like the uh, the 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 Again, the message of the song, which is life is what you make it, um, which is very true. Uh, and I like the fact that uh, I like that piano bit. Uh, the, the the main riff is played on the piano. I really like that. Um, the, the Again, this album, who the guy that's producing this album is creating these very cool rhythms. I don't know if it's done with drum machines, probably a combination of a, a drum machine adding the uh, additional percussion and then the drummer in the band but um i really like the the uh, rhythms that they get on this uh, al uh this album these sort of um it's not a straight rock and roll rhythm backbeat it's sort of these again i i, I want to say latin but it's not really latin it's not really a latin beat it's sort of like something from somewhere else uh, I, I i hate the i hate the uh, i have the term world music because i i think that's a little uh uh, not racist, but a little too, uh, dismissive of the, of different cultures around the world, but it's definitely not a, an American beat. It's definitely something that is not a, an American thing. It's, 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 or British or like a Western kind of beat. It's, it's something different and it's, it's something they're experimenting with. And I think it's something that works really well with, with these songs. The thing that I, uh, keep going back to is, uh, 
production is great and you know having these big productions and big money thrown at it that's all cool but really when it comes down to it, you have to have good songs the song has to be really good you can have the most extravagant production you want with all the bells and whistles and everything literally having bells and whistles but uh if you don't have a good song you've got nothing you have to have a good song to base it on. And a lot of the times when there isn't much of a song and they, they rely heavily on production, that kind of is kind of boring to me and it, it doesn't really hold up well. But I think this, although the, this uh, album is very well produced and it sounds very slick and clean and um, not cold, but it's very, um, you know, it, it's, it's very uh, well put together normally I wouldn't go for something like that, but the fact uh, that you have these interesting textures going on and the fact that the songs themselves are really well written, I think that goes above anything else. And the, the, you know, we're halfway through the record now. And um, I think that is really telling of, of, the, the this band and the talent within this band and I can see why it's on the list of the thousand one albums you must hear before you die. It's it's an album that I think deserves to be on that list for a number of reasons and not uh, you know the least of which is the fact that they, these are good songs, um, and this is a good band and I think. I I, I, I want to say that this sounds like a band who has finally hit their stride. It's their third album. Usually bands, the third album is when they hit their stride. It seems like the first album is when the, the like their first album takes their 10 years to write. And the second album, they follow it up and it takes six months to write it. And you can tell. And so the songs aren't as good. And so the third album is the opportunity to really prove that they can do it. And I think the band Talk Talk has, although I haven't really heard any of their earlier stuff, I really want to go back and listen to it. Um, They have proven that the third album is the one that uh, matters. And then it's the one that uh, put them into a different stratosphere in terms of artistic and musical ability. So with that said, let's listen to the next song, which is called April 5th. Silence in her She comes Fresh upon the ground Whoa. Uh, all I can say is, uh, whoa. Um, that was pretty intense. Um, oh, wow. I, I, I really, I don't, I don't know what to say, uh, about this song. Um, holy, um, uh, that it, it was it's a gorgeous song um is the vocals are so vulnerable and i feel the pain in his voice um 
the production definitely lends itself to the song. It's very sparse. Uh, the I I thought the drums were were very or the rhythm rather was very interesting. It had this drum machine kind of loop going on it, um, and it just sort of put you in this trance. And the vocals are so the the melody of the vocals are so almost like a drone sort of like a lot of Indian music has has a one note drone and the, the, the melody is more than one notes but it has that sort of feeling to it um, and the lyrics are so it feels so personal and uh, this is of course where the, the title of the album in the lyrics it says the color of spring um, this is could be a breakup song what I, I it's not very specific in what the song is about and I, I what I love about songwriters that do this is they leave the lyrics up to interpretation they don't tell you they don't come right and come right out and tell you what the song is about they let you put your own meaning to the lyrics and they put they let you put the, your own spin on what the song could be about and let you apply it to maybe a situation that's going on in your life. I'm st- I'm still processing this. Um, I, it's a beautiful song. Might be my favorite song on the album. I think I don't believe in you is might maybe my favorite production and, and you know, maybe the most catchy song maybe, but I think this song and the lyrics I'm jumping all over the place, but the lyrics are so sparse as well, but they say exactly what they need to say in such few words that, you know, you don't know all the details, but you know exactly what the the singer or the songwriter is talking about when he sings this song. And I love that. I love songs like that. Um, this, this is just a, a gem of a song, and I'm so glad I found this this band and this album and this this song is really uh, gets me excited about music and um, and what music can do, and it's um, it's it's such a, a, a beautiful song, and it's so well written, and uh, this is uh, this is, again this is why this uh, album deserves to be on the list um i don't know how th- any of the rest of the uh the album is going to top this but uh let's move on because i don't know what else i can say about this song so let's move on to uh the next one which is living in another world here we go I really like this song and um, it's uh, different than the last song. It's it, this to me sounds like a band playing a song. Uh, the drums are live. Uh, there's maybe the percussion is, is looped, but it sounds like a band playing of the song. It sounds like this is the one song on the album and maybe there's others, but this is the one song on the album that feels like, a band it feels like this is a group of guys or musicians rather in the studio just jamming and and just 
not making it up, but uh, sort of, it's a little more spontaneous sounding. It was a little more lively. It, it feels like the the musicians are playing off of each other, which is something that I really appreciate in in music. It's something that I actually look for when um, listening to music and, and listening to bands and records. And it's one of the reasons that I, I prefer music from the past but that's a whole other story uh basically this song to me feels like a band just hammering it out and i don't know much about this song but maybe this song was added onto the album as an not an afterthought but a, as something that that maybe the the the, the has the feel that this song was uh added on when the album was finished and they just were in the studio and just they had this song and they were let's put up the microphones hit record and go and see what see what happens it has that very spontaneous feeling to it to me uh, i really like the harmonica solo in it um it, that was really cool i really liked the um it's just a, a uplifting song i guess it's um the musicianship again it's it's a band playing off of each other is what it's the that's the feeling that i get from this and uh it's really great to hear and um i really enjoyed this song there isn't much else i can say about it the production is great um yeah that's that's all i can really say about this song is it's it's a great so song it kind of feels a little out of place on the album especially compared to the last song but it, it not out of place, but it, it feels different from the rest of the album, but it still makes sense within the context of the album when you're listening to the to the album from start to finish. So it, it makes sense uh, to put this on the record. Um, so let's uh, let's go to the next one. This is uh, the next one is called "Give It Up." Let's hear what uh, that sounds like. Okay, give it up. Uh, that just became my favorite song on the album. Um, wow, that's a great song. That's such a good song. Um, that oh man, uh, that song. Uh, it sounds like an old soul song from like the Stax era or like Motown. Not not really Motown because it's got the the organ in there, but it sounds like something that Wilson Pickett would do, like the Stax era, like or Otis Redding or something like that. That is a, such an amazing song, and I'm just reading the album credits. I should have done that earlier. I'm just reading the album credits, and I think, I think Steve Winwood played the organ on that song. I know he played the organ on some of the songs, but um, Steve Winwood, obviously from uh, the Spencer Davis group and, and Traffic and had a few hits on his own in the 80s, um, he's a, uh, an amazing organist, uh, amazing keyboard player, a great singer as well. Uh, check out the Spencer Davis group. If you haven't great band from the sixties doing a lot of white blue eyed soul, I guess. Um, 
but uh, yeah, this song sounds like that. It sounds like it sounds like the Spencer Davis group. To be honest with you, it's um, it it, it, oh, it it and the chord changes in the chorus and it, the way it lifts up. It, oh, that's such a good song. I think this just became my favorite song on the album. And uh, wow, I would not. I would probably not have heard this album if it weren't for this podcast, me and me doing this and just hitting the button, the random button on on the uh, the list of thousand and one albums you must hear before you die. So uh, if nothing else, if I get nothing else out of this podcast, it's just discovering this band and this album and this great music um I'm, i literally have goosebumps right now uh the, the that song to me is so good that's that song specifically spoke to me me i'm other people might not have that reaction to this song but uh i certainly did um and uh this just became one of my favorite albums because of that song the other songs are great too there, I don't think there's a bad song on this album so far. The last two songs could be absolute crap, but so far this album is is great. It's very solid, and um, uh, well, wow! I just want I just that ju- that just put me in such a good mood. Uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. I, that song really just lifted my spirits, and uh, I I love that song. I love that song. I want to hear it again, but I'll I'll listen to it again later. I want to get to the rest of the album. There's only two songs left. Uh, the next song is probably the shortest song on the album, clocking in at only three minutes and twenty seconds. It's called Chameleon Day. So let's see what that song is. Let's see if it can top "Give It Up." I don't know. In some kind of disarray Killing time Cradle Okay, so that uh, song really reminded me of uh, Miles Davis um, But with vocals Like Miles Davis from Kind of Blue But with vocals it had vocals. Uh, that was an interesting song. Um, it, yeah, it's sort of a departure from the rest of the album. Um, I felt that that was a cool little deviation. Yeah, that was a really cool little thing. And it, it was very soft and very sweet. And the vocals were, were great. Um, a short little interlude to uh, bridge the gap between the 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 last bit of the album. Um I really enjoyed that little song. Um, again, it's one of those things where it doesn't really, it stands out on the album, but still makes sense within the context of the album. It's, it's really cool. And I really enjoyed, uh, that song. It was, uh, that was, yeah, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, okay. So let's get, uh, let's get to the last song on the album. Uh, the song is called time. It's time.
Okay, so time, it's time. Uh, I really liked this uh, song. I think it's a really good album closer. Uh, I think it bookends the album really nicely with the um, children's choir singing in the uh, first song on the album. And then this song song has like a gospel choir kind of thing. I think that really uh, ties up the album nicely and it gives it a nice uh, beginning, middle and end uh, sort of thing. Uh, This song is uh, just a perfect album closer. It's a little long, clocking in at just over uh, eight minutes. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think... I think the the real estate that it takes up on the album is justified. I think the 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 uh, the way that this thing closes the album really works uh, to bring the the whole I, I guess picture into focus. So for me, this album overall is um, definitely a keeper. It's it's not something that I would have normally sat down and listened to. It's, uh, like I said, it, it's something from the 80s. It's very 1980s. A lot of the production is very um, heavily involved in... Uh, different, like, the, the, the way the drums have heavy reverb on them and some of the synthesizers. It's very um, common for that time. That being said, the songs on this album are great. So like I said before, you could forgive a lot of the overproduction if the songs are great. And I think this album definitely falls into that category for me. Um, this the, the, the songs are absolutely gorgeous and I was blown away by a couple of them. And um, this is definitely a band that I'm going to look more into. And I'm... I, I'm not really I, I like a couple of bands from the 80s like I like U2 and um, In Excess and, and bands like that but I think I'm, I'm ready to get into more uh, bands like this and, and music that I'm not necessarily going to be into so I suppose that's a good place to end the podcast um I, I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you stuck there through this, this the podcast this long, I know the first episode is going to be a little jumbled. Um, I'll, I'm going to figure this out as I go, but it's only the first episode. I'm kind of stumbling and fumbling and saying a lot of ums and uhs. And I, I'm aware of that. Uh, so there's another one. So I'm going to work on that for sure. I know that's definitely something I need to work on. I'm going to, be a little more confident on the microphone and get my presentation up and, uh, and a lot better. Uh, but I think the first, uh, the more I do it, the better I'll get at it. And so I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much, so much for listening. If you've made it this far and hopefully I will see you next week and uh, we will listen to another album. If you want to drop me a line, I have set up an email for the podcast it is the final mix podcast at gmail.com so if you want to send me a message that is probably the best way to do it send me an email uh just say hi if you want to maybe suggest an album or something that maybe isn't on the 100 1001 albums you must hear before you die if you want me to review an album that you really like check out the list and if it's not on the list hey you know suggested i'm always open to suggestions 
having said that, I hope you all have a great week and I will see you next week. Take it easy. <laughs>